Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hello, kia ora everyone, and welcome to another episode of The One Up Project podcast with Kennedy. Thank you so much for being here, Kennedy. Thanks for having me back. Oh, no worries at all. Today, so we bring on Kennedy Anderson, who we last had on episode 53, and this will be episode 95. So a lot has happened. I have, and a lot has happened with you since then. Um, So make sure you head back to that episode for a rundown on business, entrepreneurship, um, and everything to do with Kennedy. It was such a valuable episode and is one of the most downloaded and definitely a personal favorite of mine. So thank you so much. I still listen to it. it's, It's cool to hear. I guess how us youngins are kicking it in the business. I really totally. Like sometimes, sometimes in one of those a bit more older demographics, I get a bit lost in those business oh, chats. So you're no, telling me. Cool to listen to. So yeah, definitely do it if you can. Yeah, for sure. Um, so firstly, let's just jump straight into it. How have you been? Give me your overall energy right now. How are you feeling? <laughs> it's, it's full on. It's super full on. Um, I guess the last time I spoke to you, I hadn't been on The Apprentice, mm-hmm. um, which was a big shift in I guess business world and personal life and all of the above um it was an epic experience and I'm Mm. really really glad that I did it but a huge shift in my life like taking um just over five weeks off work was a first I hadn't done that in a totally and it wasn't just five weeks off work it was five weeks with like not a single bit of contact I couldn't find out if everything was burning around around us like yeah it was that was really challenging and I guess coming to terms with the fact that that was going to be the well, possibility be the case. I didn't know how long I was going to be mm. on the floor. Um, but that was going to be the case was probably one of the bigger decisions in deciding whether to go on or not. Um, yeah. We only had le- just less than a month to decide. I found out at the start, just at the start of February that um, I was offered the position and I was in the house on like the last day of February. So it was, mm. it was like a really, really quick turnaround and deciding whether we could do it or not was... A challenge but um yeah we did it and managed to kind of pull the wool over all friends and families and workers eyes and no one knew that i was doing it which was crazy yeah you did a good job of that actually yeah, i was surprised i surprised myself too because i was like surely this will get out and it, it did a little bit but in fairness now everyone seemed to keep it really tight knit and my whole team thought i was down in christchurch so. oh wow so even the whole team was completely yeah, unaware yeah, everyone was in on it so the only crazy. person who knew was um my ceo my business partner yeah Oh, awesome. Um, and yeah, let's just get chatting about The Apprentice Aotearoa. So I was one of the many people watching you and supporting you, as I'm sure there were many. Um, and I know it would have been quite an emotional journey. So can you talk to us about some of maybe the biggest challenges you had like before going into it, through it, and then coming out of it? Um, yeah, it was. It was way more emotionally challenging than I expected. Yeah. Um, I think in the way I've been describing it um, to a couple people is it was – I've got – I'm very lucky to have a lot of control over a lot of things in my life in the sense of where I work, when I work, how I work, mm. and and kind of everything like that. This was a situation where I was going to have no control, uh, like to the point of we didn't even get told where we were going to be. Like So when I was saying to people that I was going to go down to Christchurch, I actually didn't know mm. where I was going to end up. It could have been Auckland, like we just didn't know. Wow. Um, and so like to the point of we even got told to drop be dropped off at a car park and then we were to- and then they would take us to the location because your emergency contact wasn't allowed to know where you were either. So it was, it was so top secret, <laughs> it was crazy stuff. So even from like that day of being dropped off, I was like, wow, this is 
way more serious than I kind of expected it to be. Yeah. And it started to play with your emotions a bit more. And those first few days were pretty intense, just exciting. Mm. But also like, yeah, being in an environment where no one was telling you anything. Um, you'd met these 13 other individuals that you were competing with, I guess, but also getting to know them at the same time. Mm. All very big personalities, as mm. you can imagine. You're being picked totally. for a TV show, you know? Of course, yeah. yeah and it was, and it was full on. I was for the first time in a while. I felt quiet and a bit, um, like I, I sat back a bit. And Interesting. That was different for me, and yeah. so I was very, yeah, a bit overwhelmed. But at the same time, fuck, it was so exciting. It was very like, holy crap! I can't believe this, that all this stuff's gonna be on TV. It's yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. A, a big challenge, I guess, during was was the no contact for sure. It was like okay. Mm. Because you, you, it's so busy and full on for a lot of the time whilst you're filming, etc., that you don't really think too much about it. Your head's so in the game and you're always thinking about the competition and, and um, I guess, the tasks that you're doing and all of that. Mm. And then at night, I'd like sit down and I use that time to kind of, uh, uh, Buzzy was my roommate and we'd kind of just reflect on A, the day, and then B, we'd write a little bit, like just mm. to, I guess, download the thoughts that you were having and also kind of just, I want to remember a lot of the stuff that happened. And that would be the time that you kind of cast yourself back to, oh my God, outside world. Like, how's Colab? How's GE? How's everything going? How's Hudson? How's Ollie? And so <laughs> that was like the time where you kind of sat back and you were like, oh, wow, this is this has been a, a long time now. Even though it's only been this maybe like two weeks, it felt like it had been ages. Mm. And so that, that was really challenging. I don't think people see that part of TV and how hard that was for a lot of people, including a lot of the other cast members as well. Mm. Like, just being away for so long and some of them had kids. And that, yeah, it was pretty rough. Yeah, that is intense. Yeah. And so switching to maybe some highlights, are there any highlights of it that stick with you now? Yeah, 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 100%. There's a heap. Um, but I think some of the values or those things that I learned, because mm. putting yourself through any situation that's this intense, you're going to come out with some in- pretty epic learnings, mm. in my opinion. Whether the situation was good or bad, you learn from that. Mm. Um, and one of the really cool things that I think was set in stone was something that Cassie said to me. So Cassie, the advisor... Everyone knows and loves her. I think she was a real hit on the show. In fact, I think she was the Definitely, hit on yeah. the show. Um, <laughs> she managed to really like, win over the hearts of New Zealand, which was cool. And ours as well. She was like a mum to us. Yeah, um, that's cool. And like a had-to-be-tough kind yeah. of advisor way. She gave that vibe yeah, on the show. Yeah, she felt. did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there was those challenging moments where she did have to be quite tough with us, but you could just sneak through that like smirk or that mm. smile that she'd give you. And she was looking out for you for sure. And I think one of the biggest lessons that I learned from, learned from her, or at least she solidified for me, I think, was that kindness can be in business. And that made me mm. really excited. I think um, in the world that I'm in, it's pretty fast paced and pretty cutthroat. Um, and so I hadn't specifically been taught that by anyone, but I was kind of under the impression that business had to be pretty rough. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't that good at that side of it all. I'm way too wanting to just be friends with everyone yeah. um, to really like, I guess, screw people over in business which i think mm. there's this misconception that people need to kind of get like i guess beat someone to be on top of someone i so agree yeah. yeah and so she taught me that there's a difference between being nice and being kind and i yeah. thought that was really cool that being nice is being i guess face value nice to someone mm. like you, you can be you can be nice to everyone but you're not being kind to them being kind is telling someone the truth mm. and helping them grow as a person and thoughtful of thoughtful yeah and like mm. Ka- cassie was being kind to us by letting us in on these like maybe these shortfalls that we were doing or these yeah. lessons that we were teaching but being nice is like almost the opposite you're, you're not telling them the truth and that's going to hurt them in the long run exactly and so being kind can be pretty brutal but it's, overall you're being kind and I differentiating the two for me really was like oh that's epic now I kind of know mm. where I want to sit in this it's like 
no, you can totally have kindness in business. That's a thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was probably one of the bigger ones for me. Yeah, I think that's a really cool thing to learn too, especially like you said, traditionally we feel like we look at the business world as a whole and think, okay, well, if you're not going to come in and be straight up and cutthroat with everyone. Yeah, you're not going to make it. Yeah, exactly. And there's a way to be straight up and cutthroat, which means you're looking out for people and being kind. Absolutely. Like you don't need to screw people over to get ahead. There's that age old saying of there's plenty of room like in this mm. in the situation for all of us and in business in particular like it's forever growing it's huge mm. and you can genuinely and sometimes you can get even further than other people not that that's the goal but you can you know you can progress yeah. quite far by being kind to people absolutely. over screwing people over it comes back around yeah absolutely i love that and so what opportunities do you feel like have opened up for you not necessarily just like practical business opportunities but maybe opportunities of growth and learning yeah, I guess slowing down a bit. Yeah. Um, that was a huge one. I walked away, not that I've been that good at practicing it since I've left the show, but um, I'd, like, I'd like to get back into it. I think uh, rooming with Buzzy was a yeah. was, was Buzzy, to, to say the least. Um, he is an awesome character and he has definitely, in two ways, like I kind of helped him with the business side of things. He'd yeah. never really been in the business world and that was where I lived and breathed. And he has kind of, you know, opened this other side up to me of just like slowing down and realizing that taking care of yourself is going to also progress you a bit further. I think that was even something in the last podcast that we talked about was like, I guess, finding time for that side of life. Um, Like I said, since the show, it's been pretty full on and pretty busy life Mm. since then. But it's definitely in the back of my mind a lot more and knowing that like maybe I don't need to be a billionaire, you know, Mm. like there's plenty of times to enjoy life have money have success and have growth without it being like needing to be yeah. the top of the top that's right because um, we did speak about money being kind of like a big motivator yeah and, totally and, yeah. It, and it still is it, it, i don't think that will differentiate but i think the how you view money and how you view that success yes, is still and a, wealth yeah as, as wealth actually that's probably a good way to put it is is i guess changing for me um, it was always like i needed to be top of the top and yep. i need to have all this all this money and all this stuff and it's like hold on a minute you just want, yeah, sure, these things help, but also, like, what do you actually want? And it's, it always kind of comes back to financial freedom, right? Yeah. Being able to kind of be free around that, live the life that you want to live. And to be fair, the life that I want to live isn't a billionaire's life. It's not to do with that. It was more about that competition and needing to be there. And so I guess learnings from that was, yeah, learning to kind of slow down a little bit, maybe not always needing to be the top. And I guess even coming fifth for me um, – as excited as I was, did kind of cut a little bit. I really wanted to get as far as I possibly could. And I had all this amazing backing behind me, all telling me that I would make it as well. Like friends and family, whether they thought they were being kind to me, which was so nice. They were all saying like, oh, what the heck, you know, we thought you were going to win. And that was kind of hard to take a lot of the time because I was like, fuck, you you guys all kind of led me to believe that I, I had that as well. And I'm almost grateful that I didn't because A, it pulled you down a little bit, but B, what I learned from that was like, hold on a minute, I've got all, if not more opportunity from becoming fifth than some other people who didn't. And so like, it's how you frame it up. It's how you view it. And to me, in that position where I was at, I made sure I had, when I kind of felt the shift in where I was going to head in this competition, Mm -hmm. um, there was a feeling that I wasn't going to make it all the way when I started to see the caliber of people around me and who needed it um, versus myself, I guess. And, Mm -hmm. When that started to happen, I was like, okay, cool. Let's switch into the plan that I spoke about with my business partners. Let's make sure that this becomes a profitable thing for us. Mm. I'll make sure I get clients out of the contestants. So I'll speak to them about their businesses. How can we work it out? How can we either be in business with them or become clients? So that way it makes money there. And then straight off the back of the show, um, sorry, straight off the back of me coming out of the show. So there was about a month before it aired. 
where we went into like overdrive at GE of just, okay, what can we do ads wise? How can we mm. create uh, content around this when it all kind of comes out? Um, and so we started releasing these really cool ads that like subtly mentioned that I was on the show. If you'd seen me before, mm. we can do this, this and this. And yeah, it's working really well. My face is being recognized, which is really cool. But then also now related nice. to um, Glass Elephant and how we can actually help businesses as well. So there was a bit of a plan of attack around it. Mm. And um, yeah, it executed pretty well. Yeah, that's awesome. And so on the subject of business is the way that you've approached how I guess you deal with your clients or how you deal with your day to day in your business. Has that changed in any way since the show? Yeah, definitely. I think I surprisingly got a little bit more not not cutthroat per se but a little more more straight to the point I think yeah being around so many of those big personalities that we talked about there was a lot of um waffle but then also I saw other people take control of the situations where I normally thought that because I was a leader I would have taken Mm. control but I found myself sitting back because these people had these bigger personalities and so that kind of fired me up a little bit I was like hold on a minute no 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 stand your ground Mm. and and learn to and I think over the show as well I that kind of played out a little bit even watching it back for myself I was like I can tell those earlier days I was sitting back and then by the time of like the auction or so episode I'm like really coming into my own and kind of being like hold on a minute remember what you do back home etc and and that's kind of how that played out for me so I think overall it was definitely a big shift of how we work like what how do I describe that it was definitely a big shift for me learning how I worked in and out of the show and then I guess coming back out of it um, even like my business partner said, well, you've, um, you're a lot more like straight to the point mm. kind of coming out of it. And I was like, that's quite cool. Knowing that I guess they're seeing it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it definitely doesn't, doesn't mean it in a bad way, just more so like, yeah, I guess cutting through the bullshit. Hey, we've got a business to build now. And, and being that kind it. too. Yeah, be, being kind to do it. Hey, look, I'm just going to tell you straight up. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And so the tea on reality TV, from your point of view, how much of it is scripted? Yeah, that was honestly probably a good 30% of the reason why I did it. Mm. I wanted to know like about it. I'm, I'm in the world of production um, yeah. and and I guess editing and all that kind of thing. And I just wanted to know. I was so excited to yeah. see that. Probably the biggest thing that I learned was that it takes three days to film an episode. Um, wow. So we were there. I was there for like 29 or so days. And every three days was one episode pretty much. And it's fitted into a 45-minute episode, which blew my mind. So yeah. I was like... The f- after watching the first episode, I was like, holy, so much of this is going to be missed because it's three, right. three 12 to 16 hour days filming into 45 minutes. Mm. Like was, that was nuts to me. And so I think quickly learning that, um, it's not scripted. It's definitely not scripted. The only parts that were probably scripted were the bits where like Mike has to say where, what he's introducing as far as the task goes. Yeah, right. Um, and that was primarily because that was really important that he got those details correct. Yeah. Um, other than that, not one bit of anything did the cast get scripted for any of it, but the environment that they control allows certain things to come out. And so... Emotions. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There was like one side of it where like, they definitely play with your emotions like really early starts. Like they'd randomly wake us up at like 5am and then we won't start filming until like nine or 10. And so we've just been awake for all that time and it's just making you tired and a bit grouchy and like a bit more snappy and it made emotions more raw, which I'm as funny as annoying as it was at the time. It's funny now. Like I think looking back, I'm like, like, that's so smart. Like they, they purposely have gone on the path. We none of us can say that it was scripted. It wasn't. But there was a lot of drama and like emotion in it and stuff that you don't even see. A lot of it was at home, like at the house, which you don't film that wow, bit, right? right? And so there's all this happening and you're kind of like, oh, wow, that's crazy. 
now it play, it, it almost made sense to me about like Love Island and all those shows. Yeah, I was yeah. like, imagine if you're being filmed 24-7. Of course you'd forget about everything. Yeah. That is all real drama, I promise you. That's just stuff like you're only speaking to the same 14 people in a bubble that whole time. You forget about the outside world. You forget course, about everything yeah. and you just go into this like, what did she say about me? Yeah. And like, you just can't help it. And so there was that part of it, which was really interesting. And then the second part of like the scripted side of things was just learning how they would not cut, but I guess, cause they definitely didn't cut in my sense to like as dramatically as I thought they were going to. Like, I think people who get a bit butthurt about reality TV and how it's cut up are probably because they gutted that they said it in the first place. Right. Yeah, like if you don't want to be called out for saying something stupid, don't say something stupid. Yeah. But there are bits because it is so condensed. Yeah. Of course they're, you're going to pull bits and pieces from certain bits to make a storyline. Yeah. And yeah. that was the part that I was like, okay, interesting. Like, they grabbed my like my facials. I it yeah. was a really, that was a thing real early on in the show. It was yeah. like it was just coming up all the time. And don't get me wrong, I, I pulled a lot of those facials, but they were put over a lot of moments that I wasn't pulling yeah, those facials yeah. at. And so I was like, fuck, that's that's super interesting that they were doing that. But like all part of the fun. I knew what yeah. I was getting into. I signed the form that says that they could do that. So yeah. um yeah, I I found that part really entertaining. I was quite excited to see how they'd pull it all together. Yeah, it's so interesting. And then do you feel like once it sort of ended, for the people who did have like that real sort of drama, you kind of afterwards are like, oh, okay, that was for a show and now it's okay now? Or? Definitely. I th- I personally didn't, we all tried to have as little amount of drama after the show as possible. Yeah. Like we all got straight into the group chat and everyone yeah. was there and it was like, hey, we're all, we all kind of know what we're going through together. There's yeah. definitely been a couple of little hiccups along the road um, as there would be with that many people kind of, I guess going through it and and some people didn't specifically like how they were portrayed on the show and they've kind of I guess yeah I totally understand it as well and that's been a little bit challenging for them I was super lucky with how I was portrayed on the show so I can't exactly relate to them but I can definitely hear them out for that reason and so yeah I think it was a separate journey for everyone yeah um and we're the only ones who kind of understand what it was like going through it and so yeah I props to everyone who did it I've got full um, I take my hat off to all of them. It was a big job. Yeah, no, honestly, congratulations to all of you guys because it was just uh, an insane journey to watch and I can't even imagine having having to be there and actually do everything and the pressure you would have felt at the time. Oh, there was so, the time pressure was crazy. That was a big oh, thing I was like st- getting stressed. Yeah, man. It, you know? it was like, crazy. It was like building a brand in like 45 minutes, things yeah. that you just never do. And like they don't mention time on the show, but yeah. we were always talking about time because things were like – probably the most time we had to do things was like two hours. It was always 45 minutes, an hour, 20 or two hours to do certain parts of the tasks. And then time was up and then you'd go to the next location. Yeah. And like, you just were always, always thinking about times. We've always had our watches on and like, they'd be yelling at you being like 10 minutes left. And we we're like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. what? And it was like fits about it and everything. Like it was crazy. The time pressure part was nuts. Oh, yeah. No. What was your favorite episode? Did you like anything in particular? I actually really liked the earlier episode around when there was the popcorn one. Oh my God. Yeah. That's episode one. Yeah. Yeah. That was hectic. I think it's just because it was obviously, you know, your first sort We're of all go new, there, yeah. and it was just so interesting to see how different people approach it. And I really enjoy watching how different people react under pressure because you really see the different True personality types. Eh? Yeah. yeah. Like some people will just instantly take over, but maybe in the wrong way. And then some people will sit back when they could have stepped up and yeah. it's like, quite interesting because then you reflect and you think how would I have approached that if I was in that situation but I think it's actually really hard to know like when you're not in it definitely I think yeah there's yeah I completely agree because watching it back 
I was I watched the UK one before I went into the show. Uh, yeah. I had so many opinions yeah. about it all, like so many. I was like, are they stupid? I was yeah. like, what do you mean they're making a popcorn packet brown? It's yeah. for kids. Like yeah. we literally had all those opinions over it, and then going into it after like the first challenge, I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, I get why they look stupid. Like, yeah. and then they'd yell time cut, and you were like, okay, cool. Like I'm really proud of what we did in that time frame. But then you'd mm. reflect back straight away on TV, that's going to look shocking. Mm. Like, no wonder that looks like a joke. Like, we had all these moments as to why we made that popcorn brown and like, all these things and that doesn't get shown. You just get shown, like, the bit of you looking like an egg. And so yeah. we, we kind of picked up on that after, like, two or so episodes. You were like, oh, okay. Like, this is just going to be a bit of a laugh at a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. And the one with, um, it was earlier as well, with the ice cream. And, oh, like, I loved the ice cream challenge. Yeah, that was good too. It's just interesting seeing how, because I don't, I don't know how much of... So, like, they might show that one person's upset about someone else's decision, but I don't know if actually there you are aware of that or that's no, just how we're they... No, not. Yeah, so that's quite interesting to watch Yeah, too, so the first time we saw any of those OTFs, we call them OTFs uh, on the flies is what they stand right. for, those little bits that they pull away for reality TV. Yeah. Um, I was so interested to see how they did those because yeah. you always see them on, like, My Kitchen Rules and, yeah. like, all the, like, Love Island and they've got those diary rooms and things like that on Big Brother. I was so interested to see, like what comes out of it and how they speak to you and like how they get those pieces because those are all like the juicy bits. Yeah. That's like where everyone like really like cuts through. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, on days like that, it's all done um, a little bit differently. Like they cast your mind back a lot of the time because they can't pull you away like mid conversation. Uh, and so you have to kind of speak in past tense, yeah, right. um, which I found interesting. Mm. But honestly, a lot of it's just like well-worded questions. They'll be like, how did Ness go in this? And you're like, good. And you're like, did you think that she did such and such well? And you're like, oh, like she did that pretty well, but then they won't take the part where you said good. They'll just take the bit where you said she did that part okay. Yeah. And so like that was the part. So they genuinely didn't script anything. It was you just had to be really careful about how how and what you said. Were you careful when you spoke in those parts? I definitely got, yeah. Yeah. I, I... I had not a character to play, but I was definitely keeping in mind of like Kennedy and Zed, how I speak yeah. on Instagram. I probably have that little bit of leverage from speaking on Instagram quite a yeah. bit. And like, there's definitely parts of my life that you don't share on Instagram, like as you would. I was careful for sure about yeah. what I did say. And I wanted to make sure that as far as my castmates went and as far as New Zealand went, that I came across as a genuine person. Yeah. And so if I did say someone, something behind someone's back, I wanted to make sure that it was something that I was happy for them to watch on TV, which yeah. I am. I watch all my OTFs and even on those little bits where I make some comments, I'm like, you know what? I would have said that to you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the, cool. the mix, the ice cream challenge was cool. It was our first one where it was real money and real people yeah. versus like just going into a boardroom and pitching. Yeah, totally. um, and I loved that. We, our team, my team mine are really like, we were people, people. Yeah. Um, and it was so exciting for us to finally be out in public again. Cause like, you've got to remember we hadn't spoken to people in like yeah. a good, so you were like ready yeah, to go. we were so <laughs> juiced up. We were so excited and um, yeah. And it was our first win as well. And the team really yeah. felt united in that moment. I we like, imagine, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a really cool, cool little day. How was it talking to like the public while you were being filmed? Like, was And you it... couldn't mention what you're being filmed for yeah. either. And so they were all, if we spoke to them, they were being like chased after afterwards with like release forms to be like, hey, because oh, wow. we can't put yeah, them on TV if they course. haven't. But they didn't know what they were, we were talking to them about. And so um, a lot of the time we got to say business documentary. And yeah. so what are you filming for? We're filming for a business documentary. And if they ask any more questions, you just pretty much got diverted and someone else would handle it. Right. Um, but people just got into it, eh? Like there was definitely people that wouldn't. And that was hard because more than anything, almost you put the TV show to a side, we were here to win a challenge. And 
when they wouldn't come and buy an ice cream because there was cameras around, you were like, oh my God, you're kidding. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Like, please just pretend that they're not here because yeah. we don't give a fuck right yeah, now. Yeah, like, we're here yeah. to sell some ice exactly. cream. Like, literally, like, I'll, I'll stand in front of the camera if I need to. Yeah. You. Like, yeah. Um, it was cool. And I just think, yeah, it was, it was definitely all about the team in that challenge. We won it because everyone felt united and excited and like, yeah, we're coming up with ideas on the spot, like to sell all our um, toppings that were left mm. over just to make some coin and like all of that. Mm. That's when yeah, it felt like was, we were like winning, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was really cool to watch as well. Um, and so thinking forward, what are some things like generally you're wanting to achieve in the next, next? year? Or yeah, so? yeah, next. Um, yeah, I'm getting a few next? of those questions around what's next now, which is like daunting, um, yeah. but also really exciting. So um a lot of it's business and brand related um we are yeah looking to kind of set up some some of our own brands um we're doing that through a couple of different people we're partnering up with clients and um for example rude is one of them so rude coffee was steven buzzy kiwi's brand off the show which he pitched on the show and we helped him build that the second he came off the show so i i was on his team on the final episode if you haven't watched that already um and i kind of helped him with his business plan and we we figured it all out together and so when it came off the show i already knew quite a bit about the product because i'd kind of we'd helped each other i guess make that presentation and so because I knew a lot about it and I had these people in my life that were able to invest, et cetera, whereas he needed the, the capital, the startup. Mm. I was like, hey, this could be something really cool. Um, and so, yeah, he went into business with my business partners, which is really exciting. Wow, that is got really to build cool. the brand and we managed to make it launch by the time. And same with OMG-ness. Um, yeah. We got to, yeah, make them launch by the time of the finale, which was hectic, crazy, honestly, like that last week before launching was so yeah. nuts. I, yeah. We were finishing their websites on the day of the, the launch party and also trying to plan the launch party, which was, holy yeah, shit. I was not that fun to be around that day. It was so stressful, but um, so glad that we did it and it was yeah. really cool. Um, yeah, and then I guess the rest of this year is, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to add three more notches onto the, the, yes. the business catalog, which is pretty exciting. Definitely not, um, we're not saying just keep opening businesses. That's not the ticket here, but with the nature of the world that we're in which is e-commerce um brands are a little bit easier to start than some people's like we totally understand that businesses are hard and we're not trying to glorify that they're easy um but yeah we've kind of got the system now where we can do it and we've got these great avenues and great markets to try things in so yeah we're giving it a good go oh that's awesome it's so exciting for you um and i just like love the world of e-commerce so i love watching everything you're doing it's so exciting yeah it is it's heaps more content to come out around e-commerce and stuff too it's just so much fun as well at least it seems like so much fun and like you can really put some creativity into it and oh a huge amount of creativity I think what's cool about e-commerce for me is like I love the data and the testing it's like even though I'm not a hugely data-driven person it's really helped me with the design aspect and coming at it from a not so emotional standpoint as far as like you know when someone starts up their first business they're really connected to it and they're like mm. oh my god i need to do it this way and do it this way and sometimes that can be detrimental to sales because you're so set on doing certain things your way because it's your brand it's your baby now we're doing it in a way where it's like hold on what where's the data where's the audience and where's the market and like mm. kind of coming at it from a different angle like that and that's been really interesting for me and that's what i love about e-commerce and even for our clients as well is like if there's something not working in the system it's not easy but it gets a lot easier in in a world of e-commerce to figure out where the holes are okay it's right at the start we're not Mm. getting traffic to the website let's 
try some new creative ways to get people to the website. Okay, they're now on the website, but they're not converting. Okay, mm. so it's the website's fault now. Let's figure mm. out a way to make the website optimized for conversions. Mm. And so like, that's what I really love. It's like problem solving continuously. Mm. Sometimes that can be a bit tedious. You'd, you'd love to just make some money instantly, but it is a huge part of the, the fun part of the process. In it my is. opinion, is like figuring out. And then when you nail it, when you get like, 10 orders on like the fir- 10 orders a day on like for the first time you know you've yeah. been trick- trickling away and then suddenly you get 10 and you're like holy that's mm. epic and then you get like quite addicted to like okay cool now what can I do to get 20 orders a day mm. yeah it is really fun yeah for sure and generally in your life like do you set goals for these kinds of things or do you just like see the next exciting thing and then that's sort of your focus like how do you sort of prioritize what you want to do no I do have goals um definitely I think I've always been quite a list goals write down person um primarily because my head's nuts like it's pretty hectic um being in there at times and Oliver's (laughs) always like I just don't want to go I don't want to don't want to look in there (laughs) not even yeah it's just it's a bit crowded at times um but no so I've yeah we we work out of a couple of amazing systems one of them is Asana which pretty much runs the whole of um Glass Elephant Mm -hmm. and that's got all of my tasks lists in there from like everything from make sure I pick up whitening strips all the Mm -hmm. way down to like big bigger goals in there Mm -hmm. um and then I've got a big black mood board and uh, like a pin board in my office which when I'm designing new brands or I see something that I like that inspires me I'll print it out and I'll put it on there and it's I guess what you would consider like a bit of a manifestation board type thing in my head previously I didn't want to connect spiritual sides to it I was just like this is what I'm going to do and this is what this is how I'm going to do it but now looking back on it and learning a bit more about that stuff with intention I was just manifesting that I was just being Mm -hmm. like okay if I put this up here, it's definitely going to happen. Mm. That was my version of manifestation. I was like, okay, cool. How can I, how can I get there now? Um, mm. And so that, that's pretty much how I do it. It's, it's definitely still find an avenue that I'm excited about and then go for it. But um, what I'm learning a bit more and more is around time management and you can't do every opportunity right now mm. because I'm quite addicted to, I guess, achieving that next opportunity or that next possibility. Um, and it, can deter away from some of my goals sometimes so like I'll be too excited about The Apprentice or releasing a new product on the Whitening Co or new clients at Glass Elephant or um, 25 starting up or one of these new brands that and all these things can be quite crowding at times and so that you never you're never an expert in one field right you're too diversified Mm. across it and so I think having those goals being like okay I want to release three more products this year for the Whitening Co putting it up on my board and being like, okay, if I don't do that, I'm kind of going to let myself down, no one else, Mm. but let myself down a little bit. And then that's how I kind of guide those goals along. And then they transition from the board into Asana when they've got a bit more of a timeline around, Mm. okay, now that you've got the capacity to kind of put that into play, when are you going to get it done by? Because if it's just going to sit there without a timeline, it's just a dream is Mm. what I call it. So big difference between your dreams and your goals. That's good. It's cool to know that there's like a real structure behind what you're doing too. So it shows, you know, anyone can do it if they just put forward some kind of plan and aim for it. God, people could probably do it better. I'm I'm still all over the place. And so... (laughs) I, yeah, and I do get a couple of comments like that, like on Instagram and stuff. Oh, how do you fit mm. all this time into it? And I, 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 I love it, and it's a lovely comment. But I'm also like, God, I don't like. Mm. If if I had it my way, I'd be able to fit in it quite a bit more. And I always feel like I'm letting people down sometimes. Like a great example, which I think is cool to talk about, is oh, oh, I'm about to launch a new product on the Whitening Co. I was actually meant to launch it on Wednesday this week, mm-hmm. and I pushed it out to Wednesday next week. That's the first time that I've done that in quite a while. Right. But it was coming up to the launch date and I just knew that I wasn't going to launch it the way that I wanted to launch it. Yep. I was just going to get the bags out to influencers and kind of just be done with it by then. Mm. Um, but I really wanted to 
make it, you know, it's a first product launch on the Whitening Co. in a very long yeah. time. And I wanted to kind of hype it up to be how I wanted it to be. Yep. And so I was just like, no, push it out. Like it's not worth the extra week that you might get in sales. It was worth the brand and how you wanted it to be built. So it's not always perfect. I'm not always fitting in everything where I want it to fit into um, because life yeah. and sometimes life's hard. Um, but I think having that structure, that, that small structure that I do have allows me to be like, okay, at least I'll push it out by a week and not just can it for now. Yeah. You know, I'll be like, okay, no, that can then fit into this part and then that can fit into this part. Yeah, that is so crucial to remember as well, for sure. Um, and sort of coming to a close now, there's a question I wanted to ask you and it was, if you could name like one personality trait that you think contributes to your ongoing success at such a young age, what do you think it is and why do you think it's so important? Oh, that's a big question. Um, it's yeah, I guess it's fun. It's so nice to hear that everyone it, like. I guess it's starting to become my my niche online. It previously was like photography and, and mm. being creative, and a, a lot of the world is that going to annoy. Sorry, Hudson's making his beard <laughs> so in the background. He's just having a good old yeah, time. Yeah, just over there. Hudson. Stop. Um, yeah, so I guess. My reply to that, my piece of advice would be I'm trying always and at all times to become a better, more high-performing human. Mm. So I speak about this a lot with uh, my flatmates, Ollie and Jara and Julian and even some of my close friends and then now so my team as well. I, I really want to get to the point where I'm not nailing it myself, but if I've got these couple of little techniques that I can do that I'm seeing a change in my life, I'm like, hey, cool, let's, let's try this over here. Mm. And it's actually working. I'm doing a couple of things on like, my group chat with my team at work where I'll be like this, um, like this week, for example, maybe it was last week. I just had a random burst of extra motivation. Um, as and you do. as you do, it's just sometimes you're like really in the zone. And I was like, guys, what I'm doing at the moment, as far as in my mornings is really paying off. And so I've noticed a huge difference since I've started going to F45 at 5am, which is ridiculous. And I never thought I'd be that person to do that. But mm that extra three hours that I'm now getting in that morning has been insanely productive. Yeah. And I'm now noticing that I can have dinner and go to bed a lot earlier yeah. and spend some more time with Ollie and friends, et cetera, because the evenings aren't filled with me working until midnight. Yeah. And that's not what that's all about. And I'm loving it. It's so good. I like going to bed at an all time. It's, yeah. I, I always thought I was like a night person and not a morning person, but it's, yeah. it's been game shifting for me. And then following people like, you know, my friends, Simon and stuff who are very, high-performing humans and encourage people mm. to be better. So I've just tried to figure out this morning routine that's going to make me epic and, and really exciting and more high-performing. And so I add these little bits and pieces on every day. I challenge myself. I say, cool, okay, every day it's standard now that you get up, you go to the gym, you come back, you have a shower, you make your bed. That's your standard. Mm. And then every day it's, okay, cool. Now this day add on the dishwasher to that. Make sure that's cleared before you start. See if you can do that by the same amount of time this yeah. morning. Um, make sure all the curtains are up. Make sure you've um, you know, walked Hudson, fed Hudson, made a protein shake. All these little things are like, even though they might not seem like much, if you look at it, you've ticked off 10 things this morning off your to-do list. And that's a huge motivator for anyone's brain to be like, I'm successful today. Absolutely. And if you've done that by 7.30 a.m., I'm successful today. Mm. The rest of your day is golden. Like it's mm. so good. And to be fair, not every day. Like you definitely do slip in and out of it. But I've noticed a huge shift in it. And I've started doing that with my team. I've started making them, yeah, I guess look into it a little bit. And we, we did this random challenge last week where I was like, look, list me five things this morning you have to do it it's a compulsory thing yeah. five things that you've done differently this morning that you wouldn't normally do and they were all sending things like folded my washing did this <laughs> did that and they all were like laughing at me but also got really into it and yeah. I was like wow little changes like that and their mornings and their days could be totally different because of it and so I guess my advice would be 
routine, figuring mm. out something that kind of allows you to feel like that mindset shift of I am successful today or I am going to do this, I can do this today. And if it's going to take two minutes, like making your bed, mm. how crazy that world of a difference that day can make mm. just because that you made your bed. That's my mm. advice then. I love that. Mm. I love that. I think that's so right. And it's cool to see how that has actually really transformed you and your life and your oh, massively. And your days. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Kennedy, for jumping on Thanks again. For having Congratulations me. on everything you've achieved with the show I and catch going forward. I'm it's, loving listening. Oh, thank you. It's awesome to see everything you're doing. Um, massive inspiration. And I'm sure everyone is, but if you're not, please go and follow Kennedy on Instagram. I'll have it in the bio. But otherwise, thanks so much, Kennedy. Thank you guys for having me. And yeah, let's talk soon. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, Be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project, and I'll catch you on the next one. 